0: In 1962, Mary Badham made her big-screen debut in the classic film To Kill a Mockingbird, playing the beloved Scout Finch opposite Gregory Peck as Atticus Finch. Today, she has returned to Harper Lee's iconic story in the touring Broadway production by playing Mrs. DuBose, the racist neighbor who represents the antithesis of Scout's innocence and acceptance. And Mary believes that To Kill a Mockingbird is as important today as it was in 1962.
1: I want people to come into the light. I want people to love one another and take care of one another. You know, I see people who can quote scripture, but they don't know how to take care of one another. They don't know how to truly love one another. And to me, that's a big part of this book. We discuss her
0: experience as Scout and how Gregory Peck, who she calls Atticus, and Brock Peters were more than her co-stars. They were her family. I'm Andrew Kaufman, and this is The Strategist, presented by the George W. Bush Presidential Center. Our guest today is Mary Badham, Oscar-nominated actress who starred in one of the most beloved movies of all times, playing Scout and To Kill a Mockingbird alongside Gregory Peck. She is also playing Ms. DuBose in the National Touring Broadway production of To Kill a Mockingbird, coming to the Music Hall at Fair Park here in Dallas, presented by Broadway Dallas, from May 16th through 28th. She's here for Engage at the Bush Center, presented by Next Point, supported by HAB tonight. And Mary, thank you so, so much for spending a little extra time. Welcome to the Bush Center.
1: Sure. Thank you so much. It's beautiful.
0: I hope you'll, you'll visit many times after this. I hope so. So I've, I've got a, a million questions about To Kill a Mockingbird, but, <laughs> but I'd really love to learn about you before we dive too far into that. You were a child movie star, at the, uh, a 10-year-old, I believe, yep. when the movie came out. But when you pull up your IMDb, it's not pages and pages of credits. And so what, did, what was the child experience like, and what did you, what did you do next from there?
1: Well, I I did um a couple of films and some TV stuff uh and the the business had changed so much and the scripts that we were getting were rather um questionable uh-huh. and not what we felt was uh appropriate. So, um we had a family meeting, and my family said, you know, we we want you to get a good education because my parents were older. My dad was 60 years old when I was born. Mm-hmm. Um, he never thought to live long enough to walk me down the aisle, but he did. That way. <laughs> Thank goodness. That's awesome. And um, yeah, so I that made perfect sense to me, and I'd had enough of the industry that I Realized that it was a, n- not a real safe place for me to be all the time. So um, I did. I retired at the ripe old age of fourteen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all of my my dream actually, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then uh, went to school, went to high school, and went on to uh, met my husband in in high school and went on to university uh, where he was. And when he got ready to leave, uh, when he graduated, I didn't want to stay in Arizona by myself. And he said, well, I guess we ought to go back east and get married. And I said, yeah, (laughs) it sounded like a good idea to me. I didn't want to lose my best friend. We've been married ever since.
0: Oh, that's awesome. What was high school like when you, you left you left and you just had a, a normal high school experience or a normal, was it a normal high school experience?
1: Well, for me, luckily it was because uh, my sister-in-law found this wonderful school, Fenster Ranch School, out in the desert, and she had been looking for a school for me for a long time because my father had put me in an all-girls private school. I didn't really fit in there. <laughs> what's, the, what's the fun in that? <laughs> yeah. So I said, there's only two rules. I have to be able to have my horse and I have to, there have to be boys. I have to have somebody I can talk to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd, I'd never been around girls before and I'd only ever been around adults. Um, and I, I like, you know, riding horses and playing softball and, Doing that kind of stuff because I'd been raised in a house full of boys, so yeah, yeah. So that's what ended up happening.
0: So in a way, you're kind of like Scout yourself and kind of a tomboy.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I'd rather be out digging in the dirt than dressing <laughs> up to go somewhere. <laughs>
0: so you you left the business, but now you're back to play Missus Dubose and To Kill a Mockingbird on stage. Yep. What what drew you back?
1: Um, Mockingbird. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's. This is an important piece of work. All of life's lessons are contained in this little book. And, you know, I did the film, and because of that, I've traveled all over this country and gone to Russia and England talking about the, the messages in the book and the film. And it has impacted people's lives so much so Uh, as I've seen as I've traveled around uh, in such a positive way. And I want those messages to continue. It is the most read book in the world next to the Bible. I just am amazed at how many people have read this book and loved it. And with the troubles that we've had in our country, I feel like we need kind of realigned. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that with this play we can reintroduce it, you know, and in a different way and um, you know, have people maybe go back and read the book again. <laughs>
0: I think we all it's we all we all need to. We all need to watch Gregory Peck do the right thing when it's not easy. It's not always easy to do the right thing.
1: No, it isn't, and that's one of the biggest challenges our country has right now. Is what is the right thing, and some of these uh, politicians, I'd like to put them over my knee <laughs> because it's like, do not think this is the right thing that we want to do for our country? But Mockingbird has all those lessons in there, and uh, I was so blessed to be part of this film. It just really has ordered my life. And um, Gregory Peck was so wonderful. Um, he, He really, when I lost my dad, he stepped up to the plate. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And he would call me and
0: that was years after the film. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. We stayed friends right up until he passed. I was up at the house just a few weeks before he passed away. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, and he—he he, what you see on film is what we got at home. He was just absolutely wonderful, and I, I, I laughingly say I had reverse Oreo daddies, because <laughs> I had my dad, I had Gregory Peck, and I had Brock Peters, who played Tom Robinson. Oh, wow. And Brock was amazing. Um, and we became very close through the years. And after Atticus died, Brock just kept right on going, you know, and we would travel together. We had a symphony program that we worked on, where they played music from Mockingbird. And we would tell little stories um, of behind-the-scenes stuff, which was a lot of fun. Oh, that's and awesome. we did that up until Brock passed away, and uh, so that was that was fun. And they were so well-educated, so funny. They had such great senses of humor. They didn't take themselves seriously. You know, <laughs> they just and they knew how to communicate with kids, which was great but to have those role models in my life made a huge difference
0: it's, uh, it's i know for me it's so heartwarming to hear when my heroes end up being as great in person as they are on tv and that that you called Gregory Peck just now, you called him Atticus because it's, it's, they meld into one. And that's, that's just heartwarming because you you hear the stories of, of how fame has changed people and, and that they're not the same anymore. And, and this work is so important that would have left a little bad taste in people's mouth, but it's so wonderful to hear that's not how it happened.
1: Yeah. He and Veronique were just lovely people. They really, um, good parents, um, funny, witty. (laughs) It's just, it, it was, it was good
0: what What is it like for you when you walk up and someone introduces themselves a scout uh, today, and there must be so many of them running around there are <laughs>
1: I can't tell you how many scouts and atticuses and <laughs> it's um not just human form but dogs and cats and horses <laughs> every uh, everybody
0: <laughs> did you ever name a cat or dog yeah. <laughs> um when you were a child, did you and acting in this movie, did you realize like how big and important this film was going to be? Or was it just something to pass the time? Had you read it?
1: No, heavens, I've, who knew? I mean, I hadn't read the book, didn't read the book until my daughter was like two years old. Oh, because, interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, I had the little story up there in black and white and I was perfectly happy with that. And how many of you have read a book? And then you see the film or vice Mm -hmm. versa, and it just changes your whole feeling Mm -hmm. about it. Completely. And I didn't want that to happen. But (laughs) Professor Inge from the college called me. He said, can you come talk to my English lit class? I don't know (laughs) what I'm going to talk to your English lit class about, but okay. Is the drama
0: department not available?
1: (laughs) So we went. uh, He said, well, we'll meet for lunch before I could even sit at the table. So what was your favorite chapter of the book? (laughs) <laughs> and I uh, guess he could tell by the look on my face. I read the book, young lady. Your first assignment is you go home and read this book before you come to my class. So I did.
0: Well, I don't want to make you nervous, but on stage night is another college professor at SMU is an expert on To Kill a Mockingbird. So
1: great. <laughs> okay, Bring good. It on <laughs>
0: now we're ready. Um, so there. This you know, getting in specifically into the movie and the moments in it. You were you were a 10-year-old. And I remember when I saw this movie as a kid, Boo Radley was was scary. Was the moment where you where you where you meet him and, and interact with him was that scary? Was that a hard scene for you to film?
1: No. It, Bob Mulligan was an amazing director. He was one of the best directors that Hollywood had. Um they didn't realize it, but I, I think they you know in hindsight especially after Mockingbird, they realized how just how brilliant he was because he would do things like rules that we had where you were never allowed to see anyone out of costume and makeup until after you had finished shooting every all your scenes with mm-hmm. that person mm-hmm. so with boo radley the first time i see him is when they moved the door <laughs> it was just oh. like oh hey
0: boo. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> so was that 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 hey boo is that an honest
1: oh yeah oh that's fascinating it's The first time i got to see him and so that was an easy take um <laughs>
0: one take wonder <laughs> yeah
1: the um the other thing that i remember is um he had us over by the Radley house, and at the tree, we're looking at the little figurines, and Boo's daddy, Mr. Radley, comes around, and he's got the pallet and the trowel um, with the cement to cement up the tree, and of course, you know, when you're really concentrating, you know, (laughs) you're not really paying attention, and he Whack that trowel onto that board, and of course we were like, <laughs> "And you look up, and we'd never seen Boo Radley's right. daddy before. We right. didn't know, and it just about scared us to death. It was great.
0: I like I mean, honest reactions are the sure. best ones. Yeah, I mean
1: that's that's how brilliant right. Bob Mulligan was. Right. He was just, um, and he he would let us go and do the scenes. You know, and if he needed to tweak it, he would tweak it. But he would just be like, "Go play, have fun." You know, we
0: did, and you did. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. But now you're you're playing Ms. Dubose, who oh, yes. is is you know quite the opposite of of a Scout, who sees all who sees the world through a child's innocent and good eyes. What what did it take to get into her into her under into her skin and into her shoes for this play?
1: Took a lot. Took a lot of work. Um, and I had to delve into some material that I really wish I hadn't have done. <laughs> right. But I had to really figure out okay, so what is going on in this woman's head as she's saying these words? Mm-hmm. And to her, the N word just rolls off her tongue like, you know, it's just a normal thing. And I had to really pull back my memory into Alabama and all the reasons why I left. Where you're from. Yeah, I'm from from Birmingham, Alabama. And um, so that was hard. Um, And I didn't know if I could, I didn't know if I could do it. And I called a lot of my African American friends and I'm like, guess what? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Should I do this? Yeah. you know can I do this i i because I don't know and they were like go for it and just make her as mean and ugly as you can make her just make her as real as possible
0: yep you have to have that to otherwise the juxtaposition doesn't work you don't sh- you can't see the good unless you have the evil the evil to reflect against that's it that's right
1: yeah and you know knowing that there are real people like this mm-hmm who think this way and act this way, every day, now, here, everywhere. Yep. So, I want to make sure that people see that. And so, you have to tell me what you think when you see go. it.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I I plan on it. I think it, it is. It's an important lesson for all of us. That that's. I think that's why this book resonates is because everybody still sees that. That that. Evil exists, but then they're reminded, but then they're still atticus and they're still scout. Yeah. Um and that I think gives people hope. And I think that's one reason why this keeps resonating is that everybody needs hope and this this is such a powerful display of hope and love. And when you sit back and think about having been a part of that, is do you feel like that's that you've been lucky to be a part of it? Do you feel or do you feel more like it's it was just your duty to do it?
1: A little bit of both. I've said this before, I feel like this was God's book. He wanted this said, if you look at your history and look at what was going on at the time, 1962, when this book was made into a film and and previous to that, this was needed at that time. And if we in some small way contributed to bringing us out of the Dark Ages and and changing our relationship with our African American communities then that's where we need to go that's that's what I'm I'm looking to do but look at all the other things that we're still dealing with it's not this is not just black and white racial issues this is bigotry and racism In any form, in any part of the world, they have their own little, you know, twerks. I don't even know if that's a word, but... But it gets um, the point across. Gets the point across. So, you know, it it doesn't matter where, where you are, it exists. And we're still dealing with things like prescription uh, drug abuse, um, child abuse, mental illness that's being tucked away. I mean, that's the way it was in the old days. If you had somebody who was not mentally right, then they were kept at home. They were locked away, and they didn't talk about it. I mean, that was just the way that it was where I grew up. And and the fact that we're still dealing with all of these same issues over and over and over again, it's it's hard. Um and I want to break this cycle. I want people to come into the light. I want people to love one another and take care of one another. You know, I see people who can quote scripture, but they don't know how to take care of one another. They don't know how to truly love one another. And to me, That's a big part of this book because Ms. Nell was a devout Methodist. I lost a baby. And when I lost that child, I was going to the little local Methodist church. And those women came to my house, cleaned my house, cooked a full Thanksgiving dinner for my parents-in-law. Um the minister beat us to the hospital because I had to have her at the hospital and stayed there all day with me until I delivered her and then had a little memorial and baptismal for her. That, to me, is what Christianity is all about. They took care of my parents-in-law and made sure everything was okay with them. Um and then took care of me when I got home. And I just will never forget that. I want us all to be like more like that. I mean, they they know when people are sick and and they know that they don't have to worry because if their grass needs cut, they're gonna the guys are gonna go over there and cut the grass and you know, make sure the kids are well fed and that they make it to school, and you know that they're taken care of, and they know the community. They don't have any problem with going up to somebody and shaking hands with them and saying hello. Um, to me, that's that's what it's all about. You know, is taking care of one another, loving, truly loving each other, no matter what you're race color creed doesn't matter just loving one another not this division that we have now yep. so the center of this book is is Miss now and and the way that she was raised and her beliefs and and it's impacted my life totally
0: well and, and I think as Scout you've impacted a, a whole lot of lives that have helped and you've helped do what you were just talking about there and, and you know I think all of us thank you for that and that's why you know we this event sold out very fast and, and with all due respect to, to the professor at SMU I think they're here because Scout means so much to them and, and you are Scout so we really do thank you for being here and and, and thank you for everything that, uh, that this movie brought and your fantastic performance
1: well thank you very much for your interest and if I can be of service again let me know we
0: will take you up on it thank you thank you You can watch Mary Batum, SMU's Thomas DePiero, and Ann Wicks, the Ann Kimball Johnson Director of Education and Opportunity at the Bush Center, discuss To Kill a Mockingbird as part of the 2023 Laura Bush Book Club and engage at the Bush Center event presented by Next Point and supported by H-E-B at www.bushcenter.org slash To Kill a Mockingbird. This episode was produced by Nicole Hawkins, We hope you enjoyed the episode. Please let us know what you think on social media at the Bush Center on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for listening.